We have mere seconds before this starts. It's pretty good. I like these things. Yeah. So you um, guys can have them. Dear okay. listeners, I want you to know that I warned the podcasters tonight before we started recording. Give them a, a little three-second warning. I think verbally. you literally just said we started it, so we have a few seconds. Uh, How many seconds? It's three seconds, It's right? three, three seconds, seconds yeah. yeah. It's a three-second countdown. Yeah, it really should be ten seconds, and there should be like a no an visual astronaut warning. guy. And you know what I realized? What did you realize? We never introduce ourselves on this podcast as as individuals, but I think that speaks more to us as like a collective unit. So maybe it's probably <laughs> yeah. fine. But uh, we don't. Welcome to Off the Crossbar. Uh, Ray also like podcasts. This is episode eighty five, and uh, that was one of our co hosts speaking just now, and I'm another one of our co hosts, <laughs> ambiguously referred to as a co host. I'm I'm also a co-host. I go by co-host, co-host number one is wearing a delightful <laughs> suit jacket this yeah, evening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I really like. I'm really happy with it. It's a Poshmark find. Was it really? Yeah. It's a what That's find? So, it's a, it's from Poshmark, the app. The yeah. hell is Poshmark? It's I, just I, like Depop. It's online thrifting, is what it is. Yeah. So I found it, favorited it, and then just waited for the price to drop because inevitably it does yeah. if it doesn't sell and. So I got it for like 25 bucks and thrifting is a it fits perfectly. I was really surprised. Like it fits like it was tailored for me, which I don't know. That's great. Works for me. Yeah. I think that at the first time I ever met you in person, you were wearing a, uh, a sports coat like that. That makes yeah. sense. It's pretty, pretty standard fare for co-host number one. Springtime, <laughs> autumn co-host number one way. I did that for a period. I wanted to be like that guy in high school that just like wears like a blazer as like a coat so like that was my winter coat um i found one in di that i i wish still fit it was a perfect like 70s like corduroy like tan with the whole like elbow pads like thing i've got a couple pictures of me wearing it and i i am very upset that it doesn't fit i I figured you were like more of like a metal post-hardcore kid in high school is is that correct i was i was a a ska kid and Uh, like okay that also makes sense like a band nerd band geek whatever flavor of that is but yeah it was like the indie kids like the more nerdy indie kids did that at my at my high school yeah Yeah. and it looks great one time i mean i don't know if you guys ever saw the strangers that's a it's a very very Mm -hmm. very good scary movie honestly like just like a traditional i think we, we definitely have I, I think they're wearing suits in them. I can't remember. I in my no the dude because there's one that's the girl. Yeah, it's like obviously a girl, and then one that I think is like dressed up kind of, but not like like he's wearing a formal. sports coat, right? Or yeah, maybe and not. then I think Let the other see. guy is just wearing like t-shirt and jeans or something like that. Oh yeah, the guy is one of the creep guys is definitely wearing a suit and like a messed up like shirt and tie. Yeah, so um. Yeah, so it's two girls and a guy in the oh, in that strangers. Was? Okay, yeah, I'd forgot there were two girls. Anyway, super creepy stuff. So, I, like when I was in high school, my friend, I had an uh, an older friend, and I like we like at one point wanted to play pranks on people and just go like stand out in fields and scare people, just like mm-hmm. wearing my sports coat, just at night with a mask on, just standing out because like the strangers, some of the the scariest scenes in that movie are just like normal shots of the characters. And then you see someone in the background, just like it's standing there being like a creep, which is like really scary stuff, honestly. Yeah. So it's not a jump scare. It's just like that unsettling, really creepy stuff. That's like those background. Yeah. Uh, or like those shots where they're like, yeah, looking out the windows and they're exactly. like, they're just standing there. And then it shows them like 
it shows you like their view looking out the window and they're just like standing in the street yeah and you and just see like a giant there. machete or something yes. just standing and staring at you it's crazy i mean anyway. you don't even need a machete to be scary yeah, literally standing just standing yeah, yeah it's way yeah. scary so the strange yeah that was like my favorite when i was like uh mid mid to late teens that was my favorite scary movie where i was like wow this is actually and i don't i don't, I don't remember if it's like an actual good movie but one that was, I think, really indicative of uh, that era. And also Glenn Howerton uh, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia is in that. And he oh, uh, that's great. meets an unfortunate demise. Uh-huh. Um, oh, is he that guy? I think, yeah. When okay. he walks in. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah anyway. What's, what's weird about that is like the thing that separates humans from other animals is that we one of many things, right, is that we can stand <laughs> and like and that we can stand and like stand with intention yeah and like just stare at and something just sit there um but it's also like the creepiest thing i think uh, us and mountain weird? lions have that in common i think we were just discussing this on if twitter because are standing on their hind legs uh, well not standing I'm gonna but like to a tower yeah okay like I, more of like creepy with, yeah more like chilling with intention yeah. to be creepy i guess yeah we were talking about this um, on Twitter because Porter Larson was talking about how pe- he said he's going to start doxing people who take loudspeakers on hiking trails, um, which Trevor chimed in with. It, you said it was a dumb question, but it actually isn't a dumb question. You said, aren't speakers preferred to headphones because of like possible bear cougar attacks or something? You can hear what's going around uh, on around you better and animals can hear you or something like that, which is I, true. I, see, I seem to remember there was a period I went through like some... Um, Last year, actually, about this time last year, I got like really into like the idea of going backpacking yeah. um, for like a minute. Uh, and I still really want to, but the moment passed um, <laughs> last year. But anyway, I, when I did that, I went through like a whole lot of like backpacking YouTube, like sure. tips and tricks. And there's like YouTubers that are just based on backpacking and it's just like them of course. documenting their trips. And yeah. it's very interesting stuff if you're into that. Um, but anyway, there was one or two of them that were like talking or doing like q a's and one of them asked somebody asked like what brand of headphones do you prefer and they went on like a big rant like i don't ever wear headphones i have a speaker that's not very loud because if you have a speaker you can still hear like other noises yeah Yeah, like headphones or earbuds you can just hear what's being played in your ear but with like a speaker you can get a small speaker and it's not very heavy and like it can just play quietly so that you're the only one that can hear it but it also Mm animals can hear it and animals know that you're there and they know your presence so that that's what that question was i couldn't remember if that was like actual advice that i heard or no no that's that's real i utah is weird because i mean we have certain parts of the state that are designated as bear bear territory but not really i think it's called bear territory but like not really though like i mean i mean yeah but we only have black bears here and they're very rare and they're not i'm they they very much like stay to themselves yeah i'm I'm extremely unconcerned about bears in utah like it's it's like if i'm if i'm hiking and and then if i'm actually in bear country like wyoming idaho montana canada like i don't ever i'm never alone hiking so that's never a concern um in the foothills around here, like what you need to can be concerned about are like foothills and like lower elevation hikes in the canyons. Definitely like rattlesnakes would be a concern. And then mountain lions. Yes, but like kind of no, because they never actually attack people. They very, 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 very rarely attack people. They'll stalk people, but like 
I don't know, man. I, I'm not, I'm not concerned about them very much either. I don't, I, but then again, I rarely hike alone, but when I do, I, I was thinking when you said that, I was like, and I'm on a, I, sometimes I'll do a high elevation hike by myself, like, uh, in the summer, like when things have, um, really melted it once we're in July going up to like the top parts of Alta or Brighton and like going and hiking through there. And I'm never concerned about mountain lions up there. And I was thinking about a couple of times when I have been hiking with headphones in, but I think I just use one headphone and I've hiked that way. But, um, yeah, well, see, I don't know. Like, that's the, I know that like, that's the advice, but every single time that like, if I ever do go on a hike alone and usually if I do, it's like, I think Colin brought it up and that same thing. I'm talking about like heavily populated trails. Yeah. How it's like completely unacceptable to be blasting music because yeah. there's people all over the place and there's yeah. no like good reason for it. Uh, when I'm hiking alone, like in that kind of territory, I'll pretty much always have headphones in and I have both yeah. of them in because I totally, yeah. Like I don't yeah, feel scared. Busy hiking trail, very no common big deal. trails. Yeah, I, I I'm agreeing. Definitely in agreeing. Agreement. So, agreement. Agreement with that. We are in agreement. Yeah. So shout out to agreements. Yeah. So don't don't if you're on, especially when you're on busy trails, don't like bring a Bluetooth speaker to strap to your back to like blast music too, because that's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. seen people do that. So like that's what I when Porter said that I immediately thought of like I've been around like groups of guy like guys that are like hiking and there's like five of them and they're just like blasting like just really annoying music i'm just like oh so I've, been, I've really only encountered that on like hikes where people like if there's like a spot for people to like stop and take a rest yeah or if there's like an obvious end point and there's like a kind of a place for like a picnic available like sure. i've seen people do that they bring a speaker and then they're just like listening to music while they're yeah. snacking or whatever and like i don't know about that but I know yeah. I wouldn't do that, but at least that I can understand more than just like playing a lot of music while you're walking. Cause if I'm ever hiking like with people, I'm, I'm talking to them. I'm either like talking to them or I'm enjoying not talking Yeah, and just like being out, being outside. Like I would solo. So yeah, one of the hardest hikes I I've done was, um, it was, it was Labor Day weekend and like it had to be like 2017 probably. And I was in Grand Teton National Park and I was doing Delta Lake and it was, which is already like a pretty hard hike, but, uh, layered on top of this, it was like, um, we hit definite like freezing temperatures through the weekend I was there and there was snow and a lot of places going up there, snow on the mountains up there. Um, it it was very, it, it got really cold at night during the day. It was, it was very pleasant, but at night it was very, very cold and, we were doing a sunrise hike, meaning that we started at like like Way 3 a.m. or something yeah. <laughs> to start this hike. And it was like I can't I had friends at the time that were very good at getting me to agree to do things like that, which I'm very, very glad I did this. But it was extremely hard. And like there were parts of this where you go up this boulder field and it was the most difficult thing I've done because so much of the boulders so many of the boulders were covered with like a light layer of ice and it was just like slipping and shins against rock. And I, oh. at certain points in that hike, I literally just had, I had my phone like on, like on my chest pockets, like playing music. So I was just like, not going to just give up on what I was doing. I needed to focus on something else. So I think that was the, and, and also that is bear territory, but we were with a group of people, but yeah, super hard hike. That was the one time I had music going from my phone out loud. And I was just like, trying not to die that day and we we made it and i i took some of my favorite photos i've ever taken on on that yeah. on on that hike it was it was great one of which i have on a gigantic metal print which i don't know what to do with yet but 
Maybe I'll find a use for you in could, this room. You uh, could give it to me, and I could put it up in my house. Ooh, honestly, that's not a bad idea. I'll, I'll get back like to you a, on that. This looks like a dope little hike. Delta Lake? Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's great. It's right it's, below or right in between the... The Grand, yeah, yeah. Right below Grand? Yeah, you just get this incredible view of uh, the Grand, and it's um, it's great, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'll... Uh, I'll send you guys in Slack by that photo I was I was referring to. Yeah, um, you should. Let's see, 2017 is what I said. This is a good social hour. It's talking about something I did in uh yeah, five years ago. Hey, we've given some very useful tips here. Was it? Was it good? If Could anyone's skipping over this, then uh, they will. Was it 2016? Be in greater danger. I mean, that territory. spot got really popular, which is kind of it, it. It's not an official trail, I guess, but um. There's it got really popular. A bunch of trails all around it. Yeah. No, there there are. And like yeah, yeah, yeah. there are certain but like you have to kind of go off the trail and it was like a it was kind of like a local secret for a while, but at this point, like, you know, no one was that or was that 2018? I'm I'm like my years are so messed up at this point. Looks like you could take the amphitheater lake trail. Yeah, that's right. And then just turn right. Yep. You kind of go <laughs> off the trail a little bit. Oh, it's this. Her. Um Bing. Now you guys can check Slack. That should be up with processing. Anyway, so yeah, oh, uh, there oh, was there was gorgeous. ice on the lake, but like it was crazy because but um we were getting up there. There was this uh oh I, I have so many videos from this. So I'd love to show you guys at some point. But yeah. um looking the other direction, like we were going up through this like really thick fog, um and we were kind of thinking that sun sunrise was just going to be a complete wash, and we were really worried about it. Because we were like, we just did this to like get some incredible sun on the mountains in the morning. Like it would would have been perfect. And it looks like there's like all this thick layer of clouds. Like we're probably not even get, going to get a sunrise. We got up there and it like was still really foggy. All of a sudden, just like the clouds like just like broke. And then the sun was just like on the ground above this lake. And it was just it's crazy. Um, if you go there during the middle of the summer and it's like an evening, it's really fun to swim in, swim in that water. Although it's still really cold. But um, that was not a swimming morning. For sure. No, but anyway, it look like a swimming morning at all. Matt, what have you been up to socially? Yeah. So um, I went and saw this new movie that came out. I don't know if, uh, <laughs> if you've heard of it. Um, I forgot the name. Uh, Everything, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, that's right. Okay. Anyway, I did it on the recommendation of Kyle. So uh, that's right. I can't how keep was up it? this ruse too long. Uh, no, it was really good. Like just. I don't know how to talk about this movie, honestly, without I don't like, either. I saw somebody it in some way. Oh man, this girl um, I've known for a long time. Uh, she posted on Letterboxd her review of it, which Ooh, I thought I was a it. really good way of putting it. That was like not spoilery at all, which my Letterboxd won't load right now. What's going on? Um, she said, uh, uh, "Jane, okay." She said. Uh, well, I'll skip to the last part. She said, apathy is the enemy, and this is the antidote to cynicism if I've ever seen one. We are all everything and nothing all at once. It was so nicely put, and I was like, wow. Like it, Sometimes I really do like kind of get worried about how cynical I can feel about a lot of things. And then I saw a movie like that, and it kind of just really cuts through it, which um, is very refreshing. And that's why I think that's part of why I, I love that movie so much. But it really did feel like I was like... Um, yeah, it really cuts through that cynicism, that apathy that we can just kind of tend to feel for 
one reason or, or another. I don't know if yeah. you feel the same way, Matt, but I was just like, no, I I was I like wow, this is just, I just felt like it was like, it, I felt everything that the movie felt like it was wanting me to feel. It was just very delightful. Anyway, Trevor, yeah, you should see it. Definitely Sounds comes awful. highly recommended. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Very like, no, very genuine movie, right? That's me yeah. being very cynical. I do want to see it. I very much am looking forward to it. And I don't have any idea about any other movie. So like I haven't looked into it or researched it or anything. I just know that it's very good. That's, a that's good. good Honestly, that's, that's not a bad way to yeah. approach it. I mean, I, I went in just on the recommendation and not with yeah. uh, like with a, like three words basically about it. Yeah, it really is and hard to explain, perfect. honestly. Like I, I don't because it's about a lot of different things. Like obviously yeah. The movie is something, but like it's also a lot of other things on top of that, that like it uses like the base, like surface level story and everything that takes place as a way to like illustrate certain points. I don't I don't know. It's great. Yeah. Um, the, the funny thing for me is like I so I read that book last week and or finished that book last week uh, and it it it's not like topically related outside of like both being science fiction. Uh but like they they tie together thematically in like this really great way. That's awesome. Uh, so it was a really good week last week. Um, other than that, my social hour update consists of nothing because we get, hey, we got like Thai a, food. The oh, three of us, me, you, me, you, and Ginny, we got Thai food That's on true. Thursday. <laughs> I thought you meant the three of us, and I was like, yeah, I Trevor definitely didn't. <laughs> Trevor was on ayahuasca. It was crazy. He was in the middle of a trip for like a full week, and it was no, yeah. Matt, Ginny, and I got uh, Lana on Thursday, and it was. It was lovely, yeah. It was great as ever. They they honestly have the best Masaman curry. Yeah. I, I really love it. It's really I just, good. I need to go on Tuesdays more often because their Penang is top class. I don't I honestly I've probably had their Penang maybe a couple times, but it's usually I feel like I'm I like I'm there on like a Thursday or a Friday every yeah. single time. Yep. Like back when we used to do uh midday lunches with some other folks it was when we like worked downtown or were in the office or whatever that was yeah, yeah. Anyway. back in the before times in the before in the before times trevor next time you're uh doing a job downtown let us know like okay yeah get lunch i or can dinner. usually can get dinner yeah, yeah i can go to lunch or dinner usually any, any day but i've been in utah county a lot the past couple of weeks and that's okay. kind of like cool but also kind of annoying been quick quick commute but you don't get to see much well it's a quick commute like home the problem is i still have to go to the shop in the morning so i have to go from salt lake yeah it's on i didn't uh, even know that off of uh 3200 west in the 201 so it's oh my goodness that's so far it's on the west side of town so i go there pretty much every morning and then when i get there and then find out that i'm working like in linden or some garbage you just kind of then i just have to turn around and go home like immediately yeah but then right. I go work, and then when I'm done working, it's like a 5, 10, 15-minute drive home, and that's always very nice, but that is nice. just makes the mornings a little bit. Yeah. But whatever. It is what it is. That's the job. Trevor, what have you been up to? What's what's going on? Um, We did something. What did we do? We went to the game on Saturday. Do you do anything with Charlie? We did, oh, This is so bad. <laughs> you you took Charlie to see uh, some extremely scary horror movie. Oh my god! No, Charlie does not handle like horror movies very well. I just remember the conversation about you debating on uh, showing them The Shining. That's like an all-time yeah. great podcast thing. I know my mom, my mom and I have talked about that a couple different times. Just like in like months past, talking about the like, kids seeing me anyway. 
The problem is like Charlie is turning 12 this weekend. Yeah. Oh, and happy like birthday to Charlie. Happy birthday to Charlie. Um, but my problem is like, I don't remember being 12 specifically. I just yeah. remember like being a child, you know what I mean? Sure. And being young. And so I don't really remember like when I was introduced really? to, to various 12, 12 concepts. Is a, 12 is a very transformative year because that's either you're, you're either in seventh grade or going into seventh grade. I think I turned 12 in sixth grade and then yeah. 13 in seventh grade. Yeah. Because I have like an earlier birthday, but there were plenty of kids that were 12 through most of seventh grade, I think. Yeah, that's Charlie. They turn 12 at the end of their school year. So they're going into seventh grade okay. next year. But no, my the thing is I can't like link. I can't always like link my experiences and like when those things happen with like an age. Sure. So like that's why can a 12 year old see the shining is like a question that I have because <laughs> I don't remember when yeah. I was like super into scary movies. Right. But also there was also times where like my mom, bless her heart, doesn't understand that jaws, the movie jaws is like a scary, terrifying movie. Yeah. But it's my mom's favorite movie. So she showed it to us when we were like children. Like I sure. think I watched it for the first time when I was like six or seven or eight. Right. Oh, that's great. Something like that. And so it like scarred me for life. But then I started watching other like PG 13 movies about that time, like nine, 10, 11. So anyway, I just have a really weird barrier sometimes with like, sure. No, that's fair. My child being like emotionally a little bit smarter than most children, but then also still being 12 about a lot of yeah. things. So but anyway, no, we did. <sighs> this is going to make me upset. I, halfway through the episode, I'm going to remember what it was that we spent this last week doing and then i'll just bust in and tell you guys that's but cool no, it was besides yeah. um that's a, that's charlie, uh, yeah. charlie went with us to the game oh really the game as yeah charlie went with us with me to the game matt was sitting up in the press box and graciously gave me one of his tickets so that charlie nice. could come and hang out yeah and so i was sitting there with ryan and his daughter lila and we met a guy not from toronto he was from calgary but he's a toronto fan oh nice and he was talking about how he tried to visit as many like do as many away trips as possible just like by himself that's cool and he hadn't been able to come down to salt lake had been on his list for a long time because toronto like never comes to salt lake i think they yeah. come here like three times i was, I was talking, been here since, I was talking like, to tyler or some crap yeah, like that. i was talking to tyler at beer bar on thursday and we were we were talking about jordan allen and then i was like dude i get emotional i talk about and think about jordan allen it just and then like the one of the, my favorite Jordan Allen moments is of course that like game winning header he had against mm. Toronto at home had to have been yeah. twenty fifteen or sixteen maybe but anyway so yeah, cool so guy I assume yes yeah, cool guy Toronto real cool guy. um and he said he loved Salt Lake he'd been visiting for uh, the day before went to the game on Saturday and was hanging out uh, here for Sunday and traveling back Sunday night and said he loved it and was very happy to finally like check it off on his list cool uh, he great. said he'd been to like 14 other stadiums um and salt lake was one that he'd always wanted to go but he just couldn't because toronto never comes here so yeah, yeah it was really cool we had a jordan great allen time. goal was 2015 dude that's i saw you and ryan both tweeted about it and there you know looks like a blast yeah it was fun we had a good time that's rad the trailer well, was I'm old glad enough you were like ambassadors Kelly... for our city yeah oh yeah <laughs> Well, I was sitting next to Ryan and Ryan wasn't there when I sat down, but 
uh, Nick was there. Nick's the Canadian guy. And so I just like introduced myself and we talked for a few minutes. And then I was like, Ryan's going to come sit down. He's the guy that has seats next to me. And just so you know, like he will say hi and he will <laughs> be annoying. Like, just kidding. Not annoying, but like if you know Ryan, like he's kind of, he, he's a character. He's, he's kind of loud. Best. He's aggressively friendly. Aggressively. Yeah, he's that's like, the best way to put it. And he's like really friendly. tall and like unavoidable. He, he, yeah. the best way I can describe him is inevitable. Like his yeah. presence is just that you're just going, it's, if he's like in your presence, you're going to intersect. And I love yeah. it. So I was just like trying to prep him for Ryan and then Ryan came down and introduced himself and was what just talking guy. to him, went back and bought him a beer later. And yeah, it was a great time. That um, was good. And yeah, like I was saying, Charlie is old enough now that like I brought Charlie to games before, but it was always like with the tablet or with the, with the switch or with something to like distract them. And this is yeah. their first game with them not having any of that stuff. Sure. So they like had to pay attention to the game and yeah, they had a blast. It was a great atmosphere. Dude, that's uh, awesome. Ostensibly another sellout. And <laughs> sure. I don't know that I, be- we'll talk about that. I don't know that I believe it was a sellout, but it was, it was a I'll sellout. So I mean, it, the it other was thing, a packed you- stadium and great atmosphere and I love it. So yeah, yeah we had a blast. Sure. <laughs> no, we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I was, guys, we're like 25 minutes in and we still haven't started RSL. St- well, that, that actually, that is <laughs> like RSL standard. stuff. So the, yeah. I, I think that's that's good. And I, I don't have a super long one. I Because uh, I think we recorded on like like Wednesday like last Wednesday, week. Yeah, it was Wednesday. Wednesday. So yeah, uh, Beer Bar last week was another good one. Um, uh, good vibes. The weather was really nice that day. Like I mentioned, we got yeah. Thai food. It was lovely. Um, I've... I talked with let's see who was who, who always i talked with tyler of course i always love seeing tyler very appreciative of that guy um talked with emma quite a bit that that evening as well she's from ohio was unfamiliar with the concept of midwestern emo so that was a oh. big discussion is Someone, that what that tweet was about yes dude yeah. <laughs> she was I like i saw that tweet and I was like this has to be like a conversation that was had oh, yeah. at some yeah. point. Yeah, she she wouldn't have just dropped the Midwestern emo thing. I don't know. That would have been really funny. But um, no, yeah, she was like, she's from Ohio, but we had a, a discussion about like, you know, she, she was, we were talking about what, where she's liked living. She likes Salt Lake more than Colorado or Denver where she was living. Okay. Um, where she worked for the Rock, uh, the Rockies, dude, the Rapids <laughs> before. That's so disrespectful to them. That was hilarious. Um. Yeah, uh, and she's from Ohio, and so I was like talking about like I've never been to any Midwestern states other than I went to Chicago, um, which barely counts as a I, well. I don't know, maybe it's the Midwest. It's hard. It, it is, but like it is, know. but it's like also big city. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a metropolis, felt, which is like the antithesis. Yeah, of it the didn't Midwest. feel like too different than certain parts of like New York, for instance. So yeah. I was just like, yeah. Anyway, so we talked about Ohio, and I was like, the only thing I know about Ohio is like just the extremely good amount of emo music that's come out of there in both surrounding Midwestern states. And she was like, no concept. So we talked about that, which is great that I had some Midwestern knowledge. That was literally the extent, though. Anyway, so. Um, that was Thursday. That was great. Uh, just, I had a blast with some friends on Friday. I went to Bonwood bowling on Friday night, which is just my favorite bowling alley in this state. I love it so much. Hmm. Um, it's inexpensive. It's just, they usually are playing good music too. It's just really fun. Um, did that was very lovely. Saturday I went to, uh, John Mulaney actually. So I oh, didn't yeah. go to the game because I've had tickets to see John Mulaney for quite some time. Cause it was 
Um, one of my best friend's birthdays is April 9th, which is my half birthday, um, which is great. Very merry, happy thank, half thank birthday you. to you. Happy unbirthday. Thank you very much. Uh, can't believe it's been six months since my other one. Um, yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome to our lives. Just going to keep speeding up from there. Brutal. Um, yeah, contemplating my own mortality, but John Mulaney was great. Uh, really funny dude. One of the guys that opened for him, his name is Ricky Velez, thought his set was great. He has an HBO special that I need to check out. But John Mulaney talked a lot about his uh, ending up in rehab and being oh. in rehab, which I didn't know if that was going to be a big theme or not, which was um, ended up, it was very interesting, really funny. It was, it was great. And then... Um, Let's see. And then it's just been a normal, normal family based Sunday for me today. We were recording on Sunday, which is very odd for us. We've just got some busy weeks ahead of us, a busy week. We have a busy week ahead of all of us. And so today we're stepping on the hive sports RSL Sundays uh, toes a little bit, but nonetheless, take, take that Ethan and Alex. Yeah. We've invited you to suck it. Just kidding. Love you guys. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt's laughing. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did listen to RSL Sundays today and I learned that, oh. um, RSL Sunday, I guess the last time, oh shoot. I can't remember what year. It, the, the last time we won an, a U.S. open cup game was, I think, I think, uh, Alex oh, said it was like 2016 or something. It's been a while. Yeah. Faced LAFC and I think their first year in the league and we got blown out brutal yeah 2020 well, of course was canceled 2021 was i don't remember what exactly they did but it was a, a shortened cut thing yeah right? yeah i think it was only like half the teams entered or something like that because i don't yeah. think we were part of it even yeah we did, there, there wasn't one for the last like two years i whatever. guess is what alex was saying so yeah and um, I, I get it like covid you know yeah totally but even before, like before COVID, we had just really done nothing in the Open Cup for three years, it sounds like. So, yeah, it's been a long time. I'm really looking forward to the Open Cup. I've spent the last week, I get, I kind of go obsessively manic about certain things sometimes, like mm -hmm. that I want to like buy or like things that are just like haunting me. And the one right now is buying a new camera and I am just... I am I'm torn in so many different ways and I am still just not sure what I'm going to do. And it feels like I should do this before the summer, <laughs> but I, I don't know. So that's another thing that's just been on my mind. Maybe I'll figure that out this week and report back by next week. But so I've got an idea for you. Sure. So you talked on uh, Thursday, you talked about getting a, a medium format. <sighs> I just, yeah. And what what if hear me out? Instead of getting a cheaper medium format, you just bought a Hasselblad. That would be if and I had fifteen thousand dollars. If, if if I were given one million dollars, I would buy a single family home and a Hasselblad for sure. And there you go. That's all. That's a million dollars used up. All right. Well, we're working on our million dollar idea, so we'll see. We'll see about that. But yeah, yeah you know, this podcast, I don't think it's ever going to make us a million dollars. Kind. That's fine. This is this is where we blow off steam. This is where we come and stick it to the man, um, and that is great. But I, I mean, other than that, got a got a fun funish week ahead of me. I'm going to a concert tomorrow. I've got like a work on see? site. I'm seeing uh, tomorrow at the Union Events Center. I'm seeing the story so far with Joyce Manor, Microwave, 
And another band that I can't, it might be like a, oh, it's a, it's a band called Mom Jeans. Seeing those bands tomorrow, which um, is pretty nice. I, uh, a good friend of mine plays in the story so far, so I don't go to many concerts these days, but when they play here, um, I tend to go see them. So, yeah. And then I've got like my first work on site, which is kind of a funny concept because I just like never go to the office, but my company's based here. And people are like flying in for a week of in-person stuff, activities, whatever else. We're just uh, doing stuff this week. So I'm actually driving to the office, which is great to see that snow is on the forecast for Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, but it's like 20 and 30%, isn't it? Well, we'll see. No, I saw, it was quite a bit higher than that when I left. Okay. Yeah. I, and like, I expecting, like three days ago. So expecting quite a bit of snow, which one thing that I've been very happy about with my work from home situation is that I get to just look out my window and see all the traffic that I don't have to deal with. And now it looks like on lucky. Tuesday and Wednesday, I know extremely lucky and I'm going to be dealing with it. But anyway, so that's it for me. That rounds it out. I think. Yeah, um, well, Matt, I know you're going to Arizona this week. I'm actually going yeah. to Arizona the following week. Oh, from funny. a nice little Monday to Friday. Cause I'm, I have that week off and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to go, going to go chill in the sun and maybe go to Sedona and oh, do some okay. hiking. But anyway, very weird place. Uh, so yeah, I'll be in Arizona <laughs> it is. where, uh, the temperature on Tuesday. So we're, we'll get there Wednesday. The temperature that day, it's like perfect at 74 of a high and uh 49 is low is like ideal I, I can deal with that weather uh it will get hotter and it has been hotter so i'm ready i don't know just get ready for me to come back and complain about the weather i can't wait I'm, uh, wait, are you guys driving down there so. yeah yeah we are we are flying on monday then flying back friday of oh, the nice. following week so i'm glad i don't have to drive but i i'm kind of that is an interesting drive though so i'm kind of yeah it's it's one I've done a lot, and I'm I'm sure I'll do a lot more in the future. And sure, I'll drop a ton of money on gas, and yeah, Yay. that's what it is. Yeah, the gas prices definitely were a factor in us deciding to fly. But anyway, so RSL news rumors. Yeah, so the first one we've got, uh, as as we were talking about the U.S. Open Cup, uh, we've drawn North Colorado Hailstorm. What a name! It's uh, a great we'll name. play them in the third round of the U.S. Open Cup. On April 20th at Rio Tinto Stadium. Uh, so there you go. Um, Kyle, it sounds like you'll be absent for that one, but it's one I'm really looking forward to. It'll probably That's be a Wednesday night, right? Yeah, I will yeah. be gone from that. But yeah. So it should be a good time. You know, we'll, we'll see. What if it's not? Uh, so North Colorado Hailstorm are notably a USL League One team. Um. So it'll be our first time playing a USL League One team uh, well, because the league hasn't been in, in existence that long. So it's not really saying much. Uh, and it, it should be great, I guess. They're in Windsor, Colorado. Where's Windsor? N- North Colorado. Okay. <laughs> uh, it actually, uh, it crosses two counties. It's one of say. those weird, weird nice. situations. Okay. So it's They're like Lynchburg. Their uh, government type is a home rule m- municipality. Oh, my goodness. And their mayor is uh, Paul Rennemeyer. Um, 
the population is just under twenty thousand. So it's so small, certainly, but oh, it's pretty close to Fort Collins. I would, I would. Oh, okay. I see what's oh, going okay. on. Yeah, there. it's basically over and down from Fort Collins. So it's oh, like north. I went there north. actually because, uh, or I've been through there. It's not quite North Denver, but it's close yeah. Enough. I've been through there because I went to. Um, oh yeah, there's. Oh Fort wait, Collins. yeah, you kind of turn in from there. So I I went to Estes Park, Colorado, which is a just delightful place like sounds like it. oh yeah they uh estes park is fantastic it's right on the it's, it's it's the town it's a town right outside of rocky mountain national park it's um got the hotel that the shining is based on it's just oh. this incredible like mountain town with just real it's it's with just amazing scenery um really 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 cool place that i love but um went there for my birthday in 2020 a little covid trip Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, anyway, highly recommend, but I went through the outskirts of Windsor. So, uh, seems like an interesting place. You got Windsor Lake, um, uh, up there. Looks like there's a couple, uh, eateries around there. Chimney park, maybe Trevor or a little cocktail bar, Windsor mill tavern, Trevor. Mm. Okay. So I don't know. looks, looks pretty Colorado-y. Looks like pretty flat out there, you know? But, no, it's in the flat hmm. part of Colorado, so that makes sense. Everywhere except except the mountains to the left. <laughs> like Denver is not like close to the, like Denver is part of no, the flat part. You know, it is. Yeah. yeah, it really like Denver is kind of boring as a result. I know the mountainous part of Colorado is is incredible. It's yeah. so, like anywhere from like diagonally from Durango up to Fort Collins is like kind of like where all the Rocky Mountains go. All of that's just spectacular. Everything else to the east of that, including Denver, very bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't like. Yeah, not not a fan. I drove um this small part of a long story. I drove through that um coming from Dallas to home once and I thought I'd be smart and like drive through the night all through dallas oklahoma or texas oklahoma kansas um and then i was like and then i'll wake up in the mountains of colorado and that'll be a nice place to start like seeing things yeah and it turns out the sun rose uh, about two hours before that and <laughs> oh. it's really really rough because that's like the worst part of driving through the night is like getting to the morning yes because you've been driving for 12 hours at that point yep so Anyway, yeah, really not great memories there. Hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, next uh, news and rumors we've got. Um, so the latest on Quayar, uh, and we've seen this dispelled a couple times, um, but a new report today that Botafogo, well, I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. But Botafogo. Bata- no, I'm pretty sure it's Botafogo. Botafogo, yes. Anyway, they're, they're reportedly in for Quayar, and they're prepared to lower... <laughs> or or in, improve their bid or something um come in with an improved bid uh and we'll see what that looks like um additionally Quayar uh looks like he was registered for the AFC Champions League uh which Al-Halal is playing in uh which I don't know if that <sighs> bodes poorly or well for us certainly you can register a player and then have them leave uh but you know it, it signs are not I'll just say signs are not positive right now, uh, which, uh, yeah, I'm not not super pleased it's about. It's a bummer. Yeah. Feels bad. For and, like uh, two of our main targets. Well, I guess we'll talk about the next one. 
Yeah, guess. the next one, uh, Saverino is, did play in week one of the Brazilian league. Uh, it was Serie A, right? Do they just have their week one? Yeah. They really they've got a really goofy schedule. I tried like figuring it out at some point, but it's like close to the MLS calendar, but also like not at all. They basically play like year round, but it's different like tournaments. It's not quite like an, a Clausura and an Apertura, but it's like they have like Serie A and then they have like state tournaments and stuff, which is like that are just like regional based. And then they have like cup sure. tournaments throughout the year. They, yeah, they play a lot and they have a really goofy calendar. Yeah, that's really weird to be start. I mean, I mean, obviously similar start time to MLS, but we've already played seven games. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Saverino came in as a substitute, uh, played 30 minutes. Uh, and uh, was it Eduardo Vargas that uh, joined that we said? No, it was, was uh, Christian Pavone. Was Chris, oh. Christian Pavone. Eduardo Vargas was just Does a he player play that we them? saw on his roster. Oh, yeah. And we were excited about because I hadn't heard Vargas about him in three years. Vargas plays for them already? <laughs> or all, he he also plays for them. Yeah. yeah, he he was a fun player to watch in the Premier League when he was around. Who did he play yeah. for in the Premier League? I can't remember. Uh, I was gonna say Arsenal, but Matt would have been no. right about that first. No, it was uh, it was like some mid table team, wasn't it? Uh, QPR. W- were oh. they in the Premier League at that time? They had those. It was been, 2014, right? 2015. Uh, I'm curious. When did Netum play for QPR? Uh, it was the he, year that City won the championship. 2012 to 2018, uh, Netta played for QPR, so he would have uh, played alongside him, like, undoubtedly. Which Love is a, a neat MLS fact. They were definitely in the Premier League at that point, right? QPR in 2014, that sounds right. 14, yeah. 15. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Who knows, man? How, um, did I, how did I not realize that? They were not. They were... Uh, Christian Pavone is suspended from Couple Lib. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong year. Whoops. I appreciate these parts of the podcast where we are all Googling different things. All I'm the so same curious time. about who was. Uh, <laughs> huh. Who was. Oh, he's just sent. Oh, QPR was in the Premier League. Okay, that is yeah. what I'm thinking of. That was a fun Premier League year. Who won Who won the league that year? Wasn't that the, the year that. that uh, wasn't what's his face? Cordova. No, not Cordova. Um. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Oh, Chelsea won it that year. Oh, did they win it that year? What was, oh, the year, what was the year that Man City won it on the last second goal? At the Aguero goal? Aguero, yeah, jeez. Why did it take goal, me forever to remember that? I was, I was it dating... It was against QPR. I was so. dating Heather Van Voorst at the time. <laughs> known as Heather Kane now. <laughs> because her dad is a Manchester City fan, and he was then, and it was like a huge deal. Um, uh, well, that is... Know? 2012. Yeah, 2012. 2012. Yeah. Okay, geez. That lines up with my dating history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Heather. Shouts uh, out to Heather. Heather's the best. There you go. So there are news and rumors and ad- additional social hour time. Um, uh, now, can we, are we going to talk uh, about the Open Cup again for just another second? Because sure. I was Googling some Open Cup stats. Go for sure, it. Sure. Why not? Uh, let me hold it. It's not in the doc, Trevor. Can you uh, wait a let, second? Let Matt add, add the it. Open yeah, see, this is right, the thing. open. So. Make sure you note that it's a return back to something we touched <laughs> you touched on earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trevor's segment. We talked about this earlier. Okay, go yeah. ahead. So we talked about when the last time we won a game in the Open Cup, and I just was cruising around. And yeah. do you know when the last time we won a game in the Open Cup was? No. 
It was 20. Oh, geez. I was just looking at it. 2016. Okay. And we played the Wilmington Hammerheads. Oh, the Hammerheads. I thought that that was the game that Tony Beltran scored a goal. But according to Wikipedia, that is not true. Yeah. Which is the game he scored a goal in? My dad probably had a good page. I I honestly thought it was the Wilmington Hammerheads this whole time because that's why it stuck out as unusual. No, he, he did. Do you guys know a who, game winner? I, I'm not sure 28th. if this is the most successful Wilmington Hammerheads alumni, but do you know who is one of the most famous? Luke Mulholland. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he actually came from Luke uh, from Luke Mulholland. He was at Wilmington Hammerheads, uh, NSC Minnesota Stars, Tampa Bay Rowdies, and then a famously Real Salt Lake where he smacked his head on the crossbar. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> slid into his face. Okay, Tony Buffon did score against Wilmington Hammerheads. Uh, that was 2011. Okay, against right. Luke Morrison, probably. Oniform. Oh, was he there in 2011? 2011, yeah. <laughs> probably where we scouted him. Anyway, oh, that was man. the that was the last time we won a game in the uh, U.S. Open Cup. Was June 14th, 2016. Wow. And since then, we have lost several games, and the 2020 and 2021 were, in fact, canceled. I remember I was confused because they definitely did announce that they were going to do the Open Cup in 2021, and then they announced that it was going to be a smaller version of it with, like, half the teams, and then sooner or later, they announced that, no, never mind, they weren't going to do it. So, ultimately, it did get canceled. Wait, what minute does Tony score in this game? It had Uh, to be late. So, the one I posted is 2016. Here's the... uh here are highlights oh. from 2011, which you'll you'll note from the. Oh my uh, goodness, this video is bad. Yeah, look at the jerseys that were wearing the victory yellows. Yeah, I, I'm sure I was at this game. Uh, I don't know where I would have been, but the last what, the one oh, where Tony Beltran scored. Yeah, these highlights are. This is. I don't think I was at that game. I don't think I was at this game either. The last yeah. Open Cup game I remember being at was one where it was so rainy. Oh, was that the Railhawks? It might have been the Railhawks. It, it, did it go to extra time or something? I can't remember. I think that oh, we, we had, there was a string about three or four years. I think from like 2009, 10-ish through like 2014, where every single Open Cup game went into extra time. <laughs> and they were all either the rainiest or the snowiest day of all time. Oh my gosh. Luis Gill is on this team. Oh, yeah, this would have probably been Louis Gill's, one of his early, early performances for RSL. It's, it's a beautiful thing, the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, it's about the, the uh, 150 mark, or a little earlier. 150 in that, in that highlights video? Yeah. Oh. Uh, 145. We lost to the Atlanta Silverbacks in 2014. <laughs> oh, Wait, man. 145? Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking at a different video, I think. Oh, wait. Oh, Tony Beltran. That is so fascinating. Yeah. And then 20. Is that his oh, only career right. okay. goal for RSL? No, he also scored one in, in uh, MLS play, right? Who did he score against? In, uh... Do you remember when he, uh, had a, he had that really good assist in the men's national team game? Do you remember? Oh, was yeah. that? I remember that. And then proceeded to never get called in again. Why did uh-huh. he even get called into that one? I don't even. Because it was in uh, Salt Lake. It was during the Gold Cup. No. Oh, yeah. Wait, was it? I definitely remember him playing in Salt Lake in the Gold Cup and that being his only national team appearance. No, right, he made so. three appearances. And I was, the one he got an assist in was not that Salt Lake game. 
Um, All right. So Tony oh, Beltran did make three appearances. Scored in MLS on September 9th, 2017 against Vancouver. He took three shots in that game. What? Tied Good him for, for him. the most shots taken in one game for him. Oh, hell yeah. Tony Beltran walks so Tate Schmidt could run. Yeah. <laughs> I miss that guy. Is he really only? Geez, he's like a year older than me. Yeah. And oh, he's only 34. He's all only 34 right now. Yeah. Incredible. I didn't realize how young he was when he retired. That honestly really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. He's so playing right now. He could. How old was how old were Kyle and Nick when they retired? 35, oh. 36, 38. Um, oh, okay. Dude, that sucks. I didn't realize he was that young. I totally. It seems like yeah. he's been around forever. So Beckerman yeah, is he now did. 39. So he would retire. Well, Cause he played for RSL for 11 years. So yeah. he was so young when he started for RSL. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a King. What Just a guy. A, a career cut way too short by remember when he, one uh, bad was, tackle. He, was he, what fig, what like speed skater did he live with? I can't remember. Apollo Antonono. Was it? It wasn't Apollo Antonono, was it? <laughs> uh, or the other one that's from Utah? Was the other guy? No, Ono's not from Utah. He just he lives just in lived Utah here, for a little bit. Yeah. It was Jonathan something. You guys, I'll I'll have you know that the related Garcia. articles to Tony Beltran on uh, Wikipedia are Kyle Beckerman, Nick Ramondo, and Kellen Rowe, and those are oh. the exact three people I would put in RSL Kingdom as uh, Holy Trinity: Kellen Rowe, <sighs> uh, Derek Para. Derek Para. Okay. Is that who it was? I don't know. I just remember him talking about it. He's the only point. other one I know. He's a, he's I, the I definitely did. I definitely did tell you guys the story about how he was hogging that leg machine that my brother wanted to use at Lifetime Fitness, right? Yes. That was yes. great. If I you, you know went to a gym, I would also hog machines. So, you yeah, know, I, I can't begrudge him that. Just one. Anyway, the point is the U.S. Open Cup is a lot of fun or was for a very long time. And then RSL started to suck at it. And I hope that they stop that tradition. It'd be great. Begin anew, just like the U S open cup is beginning anew. Yeah. Uh, okay. So should we talk about the game that happened yesterday? Yeah. So I, yeah, I watched it. Wasn't at it. Fascinating game. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Matt, you have major stats, et cetera, as the first line. And I'm curious what you mean by that. Uh, I'm not ready for that one yet. Okay. Why'd you put it very first if you're not ready? What's the first thing that popped in my head? I don't know. Major stats. <laughs> I, I think we're putting Major a lot stats. of weight on the document here. Major stats. And, and like reflecting the podcast. I'm not prepared yeah. for this. Major stats I'm and captain sure, moments. I'm um, pretty sure that it was less than two minutes ago that you were like, oh, we can't talk about this. It's not in the dock. No, <laughs> no. we put it in the dock before we talk about it. That's the most important thing in the world. That's so, a lie. Okay. I I was very, this was, uh, okay. So the game Saturday, I have fought mob notifications turned on as the game starts. I'm parking at the gateway, walking to John Mulaney at Vivint smart home. I think it's just Vivint arena now, but anyway, as I'm going in, I get the notification that Justin Miriam scores. I'm like, amazing. That's great. Seven minutes into the game, Sergio Cordova assisted. That's, we love to see it. I see the video. It's it's a banger. It's a great shot from outside the box. Love to see Justin Miram finishing like that because we've seen him do it elsewhere. And he's also hit the crossbar God knows how many times for this team by shooting that exact same shot. Yeah. Um, that's great. 
literally like one or two minutes later, <laughs> uh, Toronto scores to tie it up, which is just a gigantic bummer, gigantic bummer. And at this exact moment, I am being forced to put my phone not only in silent mode, but inside a uh, what is essentially a soft phone case that is obtuse and locks. And I cannot use my phone for the next like two and a half hours at the John Mulaney concert. So no one would record his stand up or anyone's stand up. So no one in this in this uh, stand up concert or whatever um, could have access to their phones at all. They were all Wait, within it. Sorry, like disastrous. at the gate, you walk through the gate yes, and they were like, hand they, us your phone. Because you're going through security. You, 10,000 wow. people were like, that's totally fine. No, they hand you, you don't give up your phone. You They give you a phone case that you put it inside of. That's this, um, I can't remember what it, oh, it's called Yonder. Why, huh. wait, why, Y-O-N-D-R is an, uh, Yonder creates phone-free spaces for artists, educators, organizations, and individuals. Um, it's this company, which is a, the dumbest name ever, Y-O-N-D-R, because yeah. if you've ever watched Real Bros of Simi Valley, one of the characters' names is Yonder, and it's making fun of, anyway, <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, your yonder creates phone free spaces in our hyperconnected world. We provide a haven to engage with what you're doing and who you're doing it with in physical space and real time. What it also creates is a very confusing situation where you have no idea what time it is and yeah. nowhere has clocks. <laughs> there are not clocks anywhere on any like, digital board in, in uh Vivint. And so, like, God forbid something happens like well, a fire or something like that. And all of a sudden <laughs> you just can't use your phone to do anything. It's yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. So no phone checking. I couldn't, I, I, I go into this, uh, with it being one, one, which, okay, whatever. Um, but anyway, so I didn't, I didn't know what happened until, uh, after I got out of, out of the show, which was, um, after nine thirty PM. But anyway, so just Miriam scores, great goal, great pass from Sergio Cordova, sets him up nicely. Um, great shot. Love to see our players shooting when they get an open look because that's good. Yeah. Their goal, uh, that comes exactly two minutes later, um, was Rough. pretty frustrating, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, um, what, what would make you think it was frustrating? <laughs> mainly uh, well, that we have I mean, it's, six defenders in the box and we somehow managed to miss the two guys coming into the box on a late run like that's not yeah. even like a late run it's like it's that, just a run at that run. point right Wait, yeah. why yeah <laughs> we literally have all four of our defenders and our and two of our more defensively minded midfielders inside the 18 and we not managed all, to not all four okay Andrew Brody got roasted at like the midfield line. Okay, so oh, we have five yeah, defenders, yeah. and we min- we missed the two guys in the back who were just both of them. Whoever the ball went to was going to get a wide open shot. And to give uh, Cozy Thompson credit, that was a great finish, like a volley. Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was very nice. But he had all the time to just really think about where he was going to put that. Like I was pretty baffled by the defensive effort there. Pretty, and it's a bummer too because. I feel like just as a general thing for the last year or so, our defensive line has been pretty, our defenders, specifically the back four or back three or whatever, have been pretty well organized. Um, I've been, I've had some problems with our defensive midfielders at certain times, but like that was just a mess. Um, It was just, you know, individual mistakes. What are you going to do? 
Yeah. That's like yep. five individual mistakes at once. Yeah. yeah you see that. Uh, Rudy got roasted. Ruiz couldn't catch up. Uh, there's a 17 year old defender that oh, couldn't. He tripped, make a decision. I think. And no, like, he, didn't, he didn't trip. He just like thought that oh. the ball was going to be cut back and he was blocking like the cutback rather yeah. than. Sure. Yeah. So he just like halted, which gave Schaffelberg, whoever it was to put the ball in, yeah, just gave him license straight to the end line so that he had a wide open that was channel to pass through. Which like, yeah, I, we kind of talked about this with like Ochoa, but like anytime you have a seventeen year old kid on the field, like mistakes are going to be made. So totally. we're not putting this on Orozco's no. feet, but he was not ideal. On he wasn't, one. but like no, but all he, the other but, more experienced defenders were oh, yeah. also way less. Silva he was, was way out of position out dry, right? because Silva yeah. was out of position. Tate had to cover for Silva, which yeah. left what's his face wide open. Thompson. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was really disappointing. And that was, that, that play was such a good illustration of why I think Pablo Ruiz is, I've ever, I have a very difficult time with him as a player. Like he does, he'll make good plays at times. But he is so he's he's a liability defensively because he's not fast at all. <laughs> he's a liability offensively because he somehow always managed to get himself in good positions and then manages to put the ball into Orbit. any part any parking lot around Rio Tinto. I don't like whatever you take your pick. Yeah. And that was a good play with where like he was just just ran right by and like really did not he could not keep up at all which was a bummer to see but not the first um, time we've seen it certainly no and he had a couple he had one really bad miss in this game too um which sucked offensively but yeah. anyway no, had, so no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, he had a couple bad misses but as yeah he did and as uh you know as time goes on so does this game and demir krylock ends up scoring his first goal of the season and his second start of the season, I believe this in the home opener. Oh, did he start the home opener? He did start the home opener. No, 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 no. He started the season opener. Season opener. Sorry, Houston. sorry, sorry. Not the not the home oh, opener. The season right. opener. Sorry. He started the season he opener at Houston. Can't. I think he came out maybe in like the seventy something in that game. Oh. He might. I, I can't remember actually. Yeah. Um, he well, did. He did start the home opener. Or I keep saying that the season opener. Um. He, uh, it was like the quintessential Demir Krylock goal where, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't, how does he, how does he always score this goal? I honestly don't yeah. understand. Like Chang crosses the ball like 50 yards, like diagonally from near the midway line. And it's just somehow Demir is inside the six and manages to chest the ball down and, and beat the, like he has scored that goal so many times. On that same end of the field, like I actually don't remember him scoring it too many times on the north end, on the north goal. It's always on the south goal. I have like multiple games I've taken photos at where I have photos of Demir scoring at the south end. Anyway, chests it down, uh, scores, which was a great goal. Great pass from Michael Chang, who I'd been critical of uh, because I think he had had a lot of bad games, a few bad games in a row. Yeah. Um. But he was a really good game from Michael Chang. He had a great game. He was made made the first goal, made the second goal. Yeah. By any measure, by everyone's measure, he was the player of the game for both teams. But yeah. um, Anyways. Yeah. So the game continues a bunch more chances for RSL, especially at the toward the end of the first half. Um, You had. Oh, uh, let's see. End of the first. I can't remember who had the beginning of the second half where there were a lot of lot more chances. 
Yeah. Um, uh, Cordova was Cordova has like there are certain things about his game that are really really good where he can real he has just like a knack for beating people off yeah. on the dribble. Um, not a good finisher though. No horrendous it's finisher. Really not good at all. Yeah, which really sucks. <laughs> Yeah, we we also found out somebody else is not a good finisher, and that, that that person also scored a goal. Yeah, Justin Miram had uh, one of those chances that's on like Sports Center not top ten essentially. Yeah, um, like I, I was talking, I was, it made me think of the of the um, the PFOC chance for the men's national team against Mexico, where he literally he gets like a a ball like in the air but to his foot. Uh, right in front of goal in against Mexico, uh, Jordan Peefock, he didn't, he had a keeper to beat, but he like should have still beat a no, and he didn't. I don't think he had the keeper. I thought the keeper went over to, I mean, this is going off memory, but I thought the keeper like had taken, taken the line towards Reina and Reina made the pass he might over. Have, yeah. In any, he, either, yeah. either way, it was, it was a very similar. Goal, it, and he puts it, it up looked, for a throw in. It looked so similar because it was like, a player just directly to the right of them, like kind of play, like lofted the ball in like a very easy, like tap. <laughs> and Miram has the entire goal and just has to get it. He just has to make the ball go um, literally like 120 degrees of space that he had. And he yeah. couldn't do that. I was anyway yeah, he, watching it, rewatching this game made me so mad. <laughs> And and it was a vital moment, right? We're up two one. Like it seals like, the game. It really does. Knocking at the door. It seals the game because we had so many chances. We had a, like we had headers inside the box. Like last game, we were talking about our inability to create from the run of play. We we really should have scored way more in this game, but yeah, um, Miram blew it, which really sucks um, because he. I mean, this was a big night for him. He was being honored for having 300 MLS appearances and uh, announced the birth or the pre- the pregnancy of a second child with his adorable wife and his adorable kid. And then he shanked that. <laughs> it really yeah. sucks. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, just in a completely inexplicable moment happens where uh, Zach McMath ends up with the ball in our 18 and this is in the 79th minute where he decides that we're like really up in the tempo of this game, um, which is a weird decision. I think uh, up to one, like up to one. And we had just subbed in Aaron Herrera as well. So like clearly for, for Chang. so we were thinking it's appeared to be that we were going to kind of focus on closing this one out. And Zach McMath just who I've been really high on this year and everyone else has been as well, decided to just kind of rush things. He throws the ball to, Demir Krylock with a back to player, which I'm going to go ahead and say that's w- one of the weakest parts of Demir's game is when he gets the ball back to player and um, he's expected to turn and go. Yeah, uh, he usually falls, <laughs> and, he and he fell. And, and I think it's important to note, like he was falling before there was any contact. Yeah, and it it wasn't a it didn't seem divey in that way. Right. Yeah. Necessarily. He just like I I love Demir, but we have this problem with certain guys on this team that go down extremely easily when I'd like to see and like taking a foul in certain situations is definitely not something that I'm against. But like Correct. um 
in that moment, like that was a risky time to try to do that when the entire Toronto team is in front of him. Uh, and so the defender wins the ball from behind him kind of like wins the ball. Like, yeah, it was, it's arguable if it was fairly, but like it was decided through VAR that it was. And I think that was probably the correct call because I mean, again, there's one thing with reputation at some level, but it, it, he looked, I mean, if you, if you're going to win the ball from behind someone, that's probably as clean as you can do it. So yeah. Yeah. Like that. I kind of go back and forth on it because like, you're right. It seems like it's a little bit lucky and maybe Demir doesn't get that call or whatever. But like at the end of the day, if you just imagine it's two completely different players, like he won the ball, like the facts of the case are like, he got the ball, went through the ball. Demir fell over because Demir was already falling over. And it wasn't that like he went through Demir's legs or anything like that. He won the ball. And if you knock a guy over winning the ball, that's a clean Clean win, yeah, which yeah. is exactly what happened. It so, wasn't like excessive force, it wasn't you know any of the usual. It wasn't markers. careless. It wasn't and, reckless. It wasn't any like, of those words that they look for. Yeah, it was and, he won the ball, and more importantly, it wasn't there wasn't anything enough to overturn the call on the field. So they win the ball, and Zach McMath is a lot of the RSL players seem to be kind of caught off guard, thinking they were going to call a foul. They don't. Zach McMath is very much in no man's land still after throwing the ball at the edge of the 18 um and then just didn't get back quick he was in very weird position uh and then uh jaden nelson shoots from 35 yards just like not even like a super high lofted shot over it was just like just open so goal. calmly wide open goal yeah. because the goalkeeper's not even close yes dude it was so frustrating to see that because it wasn't like it was i mean it was an accurate shot it wasn't an extraordinary long distance shot where you see somebody chip a a goalkeeper from midfield or something he was just like oh i'm 35 yards out i can just like pump this to the (laughs) the back of the goal and it's like from a 19 year old like yeah it's very disappointing that's in the 79th minute so yeah no the whole play the thing that i want to like after rewatching it and like the thing that i want to point out is like like you said zach mcmath is like going up tempo and like there's no reason for that but besides that like it's a bad decision for like a hundred reasons and one of them is a your outlet for your breakaway that you're trying to force is demir krylock which isn't that guy right he's like we said he's not the guy to turn with the defender on his back he can't do that he won't do it. he'll just fall over every single time yeah he doesn't hold the ball up like that but even if he did hold the ball up he's not a fast player and even if he's not a fast player he's not the guy that like leads a breakout he doesn't see the guy running and like make the brilliant pass to like release the forward that's pushing the back like it's just the worst guy to like lead a breakaway with on the field so don't do that but also he wasn't wide open. <laughs> yeah. Toronto had everybody pretty well covered. Like yeah. we weren't, we weren't breaking. He would, Zach McMath was the only player who was like, Hey, we can break right here. Yeah. If you have Rubio Rabin or like Bobby Wood, that's like running in behind and you can like get that on. But like Demir Kroc was like one of the more forward players on that play. Right. And it was just like, it was very it's, poor decision. making. Yeah. This is all just to say like, he did this one with his hands, but Zach McMath is not a great distributor of the ball. Yeah. He routinely, when he gets the ball to his feet, just kicks it downfield. He routinely doesn't really 
reach players with his passes. Like he can kick it far. He can kick it far. But like, if you look at his like pass success numbers, and I know that like, that's unfair for goalkeepers. Sure. Cause a lot of what they do is clearances and goal kicks and all that stuff. And it's not necessarily a pass, but stat keeping sometimes counts at his passes. Regardless, he's bad at it. Like he can't boot it to people when he does boot it. He just boots it. He, when he does pass with his feet, it's not good, great. Like he, he can't distribute. So anyway, yeah, it's just frustrating all around. There wasn't any indication of anything that was necessary about that or that made it a good idea at all. Like if you're going to do that quick outlet thing, ideally – you still want it to be very far downfield. Yeah, it wasn't you, nearly you, far enough, clearly. You don't want to do like a real quick, we're going to break away pass 20 yards from you. You know, like it's just, yeah, it was very frustrating all around. And I'm mostly frustrated with, well, I mean, I'm frustrated with everybody, but it was a bad decision from Zach. And it's the same thing that we see from Demir all the time. It's the thing we always criticize him for. He goes down easy. Yeah. and And I'm not, like we can talk about Demir like asking for calls and like looking for calls and, and all that and whether he goes down easy because he's trying to get a penalty or whether he goes down easy because he's just not a strong holdup player whatever it is he goes down easy a lot and often and when he goes down he looks for a call that never ever comes he rarely gets it it's like he's, way he's too small of a percentage <laughs> He's never getting those calls. And I like at some point you've been a professional player now forever and you've been playing in MLS for four or five years now. Like you yeah. got to know these refs are not giving you that call. So either stay on your feet or if you can't stay on your feet, get up when you yeah. get down. It rarely it, no, it, yeah. just never does that. It really it really seems like like the refs have made like a, like that's like on their ref scouting board or whatever. It's yeah, like, and like, like that's I mean, how I, that's how like egregious some of these have been for the last couple of years where it's like, all right, dude. Come on. Like I, I love Demir with like my entire heart and soul, but I'm, that's like the one thing, the one red flag. I'm like, please stop doing this. Yeah. yeah. It's not working. It's just like, yeah, it never, it never works. He does that. And Bobby Wood does that. And it's, yeah, that's, it's just one of the things that like, for me personally, it's one of the things that like I notice about players and it bugs me about, it. it's just a pet peeve. If you are a player that like goes down and immediately are looking for a foul and you just do it constantly. Yeah. If you're getting the calls, like, great, go for it. Do it. I'm all for, like, baiting the ref, and I'm all for, like, playing those mind games and, like, making the ref make a decision. But if it's been three or four years in the league and you're not getting the decision, give it up. Yeah, you're you're either doing it wrong, you're bad at it, you're not, it's not working. Exactly. Do something that works instead of something that doesn't work. I'm not even an anti diving guy. Like, just like you said, like it's literally if it's part of your Suarez, like yeah, exactly. If it's part of your if it's part of your arsenal, then like whip that out when you when it's when it's gonna work. But like when it when when it is when you're doing that and it's costing us things like. Cordova diving in certain moments when it, he should be taking a shot. If you're diving like you, like exactly what you said, the Luis Suarez dive when you're in like a, when you're in a pickle in the box or in like in a situation you can't get out of and diving is worse than is better option than the ball just going out of bounds for a goal kick. Do that. But if you're like, if you're in a dangerous position and you have the opportunity to shoot, or in this case, if you have the opportunity to not fall and give up a goal, you should not do that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway, so that 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 really happens sucked. every single game. 
yeah, that was that was a huge bummer. So uh, and then RSL had a couple more like small chances. Uh, one of the bigger ones kind of ended with a uh, a Sergio Cordova push to, like on a counterattack that he was kind of playing that he was played in through and or in behind through. And then uh, Carlos Salcedo, welcome home, kicked him in the face and got a red <laughs> card <laughs> in like incredible Carlos Salcedo form because like. He, he's obviously a very, he's a very good center back. He's got an international reputation. He's played for, he played for a big club in Germany. Um, he's probably on a really big contract in Toronto. Uh, he plays for the Mexican national team. Um, had a, had a, had a reputation here for being a risky player for cards and penalties. Um, unfortunately didn't give up a penalty here, but did kick Sergio in the face and get a red card, <laughs> which was it for, I mean, it was kind of like a both a denial of a goal scoring opportunity and for kicking someone in the face. So I don't, I don't think it could have been for denial. I haven't looked at like the report. I'm sure somebody wrote about it somewhere. I'm sure it was for a dangerous play. Yeah, like you can't kick someone in the face under any circumstances whatsoever, and so that's always like the the priority. Sure, but also like he was making a play on the ball, and the rules now as i understand it say if you're making a genuine play on the ball it can't be a red card in a dog so situation it's a yellow uh, oh, uh, yeah. that's, he, o- that's only if it's a penalty as well is it only if it's penalty yes because that's what's okay. that's a double jeopardy rule so it has to be so, yeah but also like cordova didn't win the ball clean like he wasn't coming away with the ball obviously he was pretty far away from the goal so like yeah. he definitely would have been like in on goal but it wasn't they, they really like tighten the leash on like what is a clear cut opportunity. And when you're like 30 yards from the goal, like it's not always exactly it's black and white. It is interesting because he's but definitely you, the last man. Yeah. Like you still can't get a guy in the face. Yellow, right? I know. I am curious if, so say this is just a foul here. I'm going to show you guys a screenshot. Yeah. Um, can I talk about how much I hate using screenshots when we're talking about fouls? I know, I know, but, but it is. But when, when it's when it's denial of a goal scoring opportunity, I think it's relevant. But like, because he is the last man here, Sergio's he, definitely reach him on that. That's that's like, a long that's leg. <laughs> Sergio's definitely in behind, and if he doesn't get kicked in the face, like he's in on goal. He is, but there's also that defender, whoever he is to the left. Like that's he's part of the play. But yeah, he's right. running the even wrong though, even though he's even though he's behind him closer to the goal whatever like he's close enough that like you could consider the distance that sergio would have to cover that defender could also cover if sergio was able to stay on his feet there that's that i mean no like i said i i understand (laughs) i'm not not saying you're wrong but that's the consideration that i would have i'm just thinking about like like, what if it, it weren't a kick to the face would that have been a red card because I mean, it could be. Oh, look at this screenshot is even better. Look at the. It could be, but like I said, just with the way that they, they kind of changed the rules a little bit lately. Like, like that Colin that got, Colin got added to this channel. So he's now seeing like this. So, so this is right gonna... after he was kicked in the face. But that is such a long like that form from Carlos Salcedo to kick him in the face was crazy. Yeah, he was, it's like a half bike, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, he, <laughs> he stays on his left foot, though. Like he doesn't actually flip onto his back like. The fact that, I mean, impressive stuff from Carlos Salcedo where he's able to get his foot that far away and still stay on his other foot upright. Really good stuff. But um, yeah, definitely calling for red. It was a pretty decisive decision from the official. It wasn't even close. Um, Got him in the face. 
Yeah. yeah straight like no question like oh he actually got him like pretty good yeah and then <laughs> i i you, you'd know more having watched the broadcast it looked like he may have been stitched up on the sideline and then came back on yeah he like, definitely, he definitely had all. a rap yeah he did and i yeah I there's always the question about concussions in this situation yeah there was a question Dude, asked Chung, i wish Chung somebody was, put the was thing in going there. the same well, he was going the wrong way like Cordova really wasn't on goal. That was a, yeah. he had to make that. Salcedo had to do it. Had to do it to him. Had to hit him in the face. What else? Yep. What What other options did he have? Kyle? None. Add none. And so, yeah, that, I mean, that's essentially the game. The game finishes 2 2. Uh, honestly, Chris pretty, Garcia comes in. You forgot. Chris Garcia oh. comes in for garbage minutes. Great. Yeah, great. <laughs> Which uh, I, I don't understand. But anyway. Take off Cordova, um, put on Garcia. Like, don't don't risk concussion. I don't yeah, know. he literally maybe I'm biased. So <laughs> maybe maybe you're biased. I'm pretty disillusioned. Your like, player, player health and safety, like yeah. being a priority at this club. Like, yeah, yeah, you're biased to show on that. So <laughs> to give up to give up a leading position twice in this game is really disappointing. And then this this is one of those draws that feels like a loss for sure because. Oh, one, we had like way we had the chances to to bury this game that should that and it wasn't just like chances that like we had like oh that could shots. have been a goal. Yeah, we we created we had a lot of shots. We had shots that should have that our players should have scored. It wasn't like no yeah. question about it, which is really disappointing. Um, so it was like a least, loss. At least put on frame. Like that's that's the, two, the thing. The Cordova and the Miram ones. shots and only four of them are on frame. Like that's it's bad finishing. That, that is that is tough. And I that that one really uh, this one upsets me. This is one and of those games that's like really difficult uh, as a home game to to tie. Yeah, not and good. considering that nine of those shots are from your front four, like yeah, it's okay if Ruiz like Ruiz took three shots. It's okay if a couple of those are off target. Like that's. From a defensive midfielder, like that makes sense. Orozco had a shot. Smith Schmidt had a shot. Silva had two. Like, yeah, okay, those might not necessarily be on target, or they might be blocked. That's fair. Sure. But you've got nine shots from your front four. Yeah, Cordova had four shots, and only one was on target. And guess how many of his shots were from outside the six-yard box? Oh, I, I'm already looking, so I know the answer. <laughs> oh no, okay, I was a little wrong. Outside the 18-yard box. Were zero from outside the eighteen? Yeah. Zero were from outside the yeah. eighteen. How Three is he not getting a single like directly in front? Not directly. How is he not but getting those on frame? Goal. I honestly, we need a striker, <laughs> and we need. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's Bobby Wood or if it's Rubio Rubin or what happens when. I I, I was kind of surprised not to see um, Rubio Rubin, but I don't was know. He, he was on um, the bench. He was okay. Yeah, he wasn't even on the injury report at all. He wasn't even like questionable. So, huh. um, huh. yeah. Weird. So he was available. Um, really disappointed to not see him come in for Sergio Cordova to be, Better. by all accounts, he's 60 minutes fit at a minimum because he played for Monarchs for 60 minutes. So, yeah. like two, three, two and a half weeks ago at this point, or two weeks ago, he played 60 minutes for the Monarchs. Um, so really can't get some time when Sergio Cordova gets kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah. So here's a, a question for you, Kyle, since you, and again, since you watch the broadcast, um, 
I, I heard on, I, I believe it was in Slack, that uh, there was a mention that Krylik was anticipated to go 60 minutes, uh, that they had, that, that was the plan. Did you hear oh. anything about that? I didn't. I was tuning in and out of the commentary, okay. so I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if that was the case, but he he played 90. Did he go 90? He, he went did. he went 90 in his first game back, like in his first game starting since the recurrence of his calf strain, and maybe he's fine. It was. But, I mean, know. we did see we did see Bobby Wood in this game, so that's one thing. He came yeah. in for Justin Miram. Um. But I mean, who do you put in for Demir other than Chris Garcia? I mean, you do something, right? That's I mean, we should have done we should have gone back to the uh the front three of like two wingers and a striker instead of have Demir in there is what we should have done. But hopefully yeah. if he ends up on the if he ends up on the injury list, I'm gonna be so so upset. Yeah. And <laughs> because like you know. I know calf injuries are tricky, right? Like totally. And muscular strains are tricky because you can re- have recurrence of them like at seemingly random intervals. But I, I think we'd be well served to not put Krylik in a position where he is, you know, more likely to yeah. suffer an injury. Uh, I mean, Everton but, didn't even play this game either. Like you'd think. The, that- see, like as much as you may, like people may not trust Everton right now, he's got to be a reasonable sub for sub for Krylik. You'd really think so, especially because we were already used to playing that. I mean, we played with the three midfield of Caldwell, Krylo, or, uh, Everton, and Paolo last week. Yeah, or you put like Everton and Krylik's spot, kind of an attacking spot, and say chase down everything. Yeah. Like you put the press on and exactly. like, Everton can do that. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, is. He can't defend really anymore, but he can press. Yeah. Which is sort of like defending. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty interesting to see him go 90 in his first game back, especially when they're so like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I, I was yeah. like so surprised to see Bobby Wood make a short return instead of Rubio Rubin. Like, I, 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 I really don't understand the Rubio Rubin injury at all. Yeah. If he's not on the injury report list, he's he's Bobby Wood is questionable and by all accounts has been. Had like you know, we more concerned about his recent injury than Rubio Rubin's uh, recovery that's supposedly going well. Went sixty with the Monarchs. Int- really interesting to see him get time over Rubio Rubin. Um, feel feels like that might have been a good time to get him some time, but maybe I don't know. We thought we were gonna win. <laughs> I, don't, <sighs> I don't know. Bobby Wood came in before uh, they scored their second. So anyway, so we gave up this. This felt like kind of a Freddy game, unfortunately, where we gave up. Uh, Again, we gave we gave away two points from a winning position twice in the same game. So yeah, um, it Pick sucks. Here. But Chris Garcia got two minutes of game game time. So which uh, that's just time wasting at that point, right? You're not putting. Yeah, why no, are we two minutes? Why are we making a sub in the 94th minute if in we're game well, trying to win? Two right? and, and are I we mean, trying Toronto to win at that point? No, <laughs> Toronto at that point was like threatening. I think were they? Like, I mean, I don't know, man. We were threatening the entire second half of that game until, yeah. Anyway, just a, a huge. I mean, for Carlos, Salcedo, sorry, for Carlos Salcedo to get that red card in like a goal scoring opportunity uh, for Sergio Cordova and for us to like end up making 
in the 86th minute for us to like have a goal scoring chance like that. And then to be making a 94th minute sub to waste time is just mind blowing to me. But yeah, we had one shot after that point. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, sickening. They had a, they had playing with 10 men for yeah. 10 minutes and we, we made it 794. 70, 30, yeah. uh, but I, just means nothing. Where, where's Albert Rusnak? Just kidding. I don't know. I don't know who we need, but we need somebody who's going to win us a game in that situation, I guess. Yeah. Or, or vision. Right. And that's, that's the thing for me is this game felt like I won't say mismanaged. I thought we, there were some good things. Yeah. I thought Pablo Ruiz uh, had a pretty good game, uh, not defensively, but in an attacking sense. Sure. I thought Cordova had a pretty good game, although, uh, he apparently is incapable of scoring goals. He just seems to make the wrong decision every time. Yeah. Is what it is. Like and that's really baffling because he get he he makes so many right decisions or or at least quality decisions to get into great spots. And then yeah. that last one is just always like the he, wrong oh thing. Man. One of those he nutmegged Salcedo, I think it was. Yeah. Like when he was cutting inside. Salcedo was so mad at himself. I thought he was gonna like just collapse or explode yeah um it was funny because he just like literally gave up he's like wow um that was so bad and then but yeah like you're saying it's like great play great physical great physicality great dribbling all of these things and then it's like smart to get into those positions right it is so weird we like i I don't remember last time we've had a guy that's like done 75 percent of things so clinically and then just been zero percent from there yeah, like his the goal that he scored for us was like it came off of like an insane uh, New England Revolution mistake. Yeah, where they played him in on goal. Um, did he get a rebound? Was it a rebound? It I was can't a rebound. It was, it was the whoever it was in front of him like got fouled. Oh, that's right. From behind, and then the, the ball just like, it was Bobby yeah, Wood got like Bobby taken Wood down got, in the box. That should have been a penalty. And then the yeah. ball just like came to him. It squirted originally <laughs> yeah. to Cordova. It's like, and then he, and then just, he like, just beats the keeper. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Anyway, and and the one time he made like he made like exactly the right decision, cutting the ball back to Justin Miram, like yeah. perfect decision. And Justin Miram like blows it completely like and he had to have known that was coming though is the other thing is that cordova like he was just showing he was like like had the dang bat signal up that it, this was going right to justin miram and he was seemed so unready for that and i was yeah anyway it's just like i was so upset it's so weird yeah like it, it, it feels sucked. cursed it did it, it felt like like watching the utah jazz but <laughs> Yeah. Well, it, of, it was Jazz Night. Yeah. Speaking they, of, guess was, guess the margin of victory in tonight's game. Without looking at your phone, I can the, see you looking at your phone. 17. The Jazz game. The Jazz game. Oh, uh, did they win by more than twenty? Yeah. They went zero of fourteen from three in the first quarter, and they still won by more than twenty. Like, <laughs> yeah, they play the Mavericks. This they play Saturday at eleven a.m. Hilarious. Oh, wow. it was a hundred and eleven to eighty. Dude, the All Blazers right. are trash. Literally one of the worst teams worst that's ever been contrived. Oh, Hernan Gomez had 22 points for the Jazz tonight. Wow, what a hilarious game. Okay. Wow. All right. Amazing. I don't so, even know how this adds up to 111. Anyway. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> the, ma- <laughs> the magic of numbers. 
That was really loud. You set uh, your phone down. Phone, well, my phone dropped. It, I put it halfway on my desk and it fell onto the floor. So that was the louder uh, oh, part. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Anyway. Trevor, you wanted anyway. to talk about whether that was a sellout or not? You were just yeah, itching so to they've, talk about they've numbers. They claimed that it, the last three home games, so every home game this season, has been a sellout. Sure. And I've been to all three home games this season. They don't seem like sellouts. Like, there's a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely there's more, more tickets. There are more people than there's last more people. Year. But I know for the first game, they gave away a whole bunch of tickets. The second game, they're like giving tickets away for people who buy jerseys and like crap like that. And like season ticket holders can buy. Which a, little, a lot of people didn't friends, claim so like actually. Five bucks. Yeah. Like, there was, it seems like they're dying to give away tickets. And I feel like they're. They're maybe not giving away all their tickets okay. and they're still counting them as giving away. I don't know. But well, it, that, that that is that is part of it. So like or, there's or, a lot there's different allotments, right? For like right. and like this is something that I've always noticed with the Utah Jazz as well, where they've they've been claiming that there's been like like 90 sellouts. Like they've been selling out every game since like two years ago. The Jazz have been claiming. Yeah. But of course, if you go to any jazz game, it's way more noticeable if you're in the upper bowl. There's like, of course, like plenty of <laughs> seats and everything so i don't know what the actual what a sellout even means at this point that's that's what i'm saying like i'm sure there are definitely like a lot of people coming to games and it's definitely a different vibe and it's oh, definitely yeah. a lot more people than yeah. the last time we had a full stadium before covid and before Deloitte and all that crap happened like we were getting like fourteen thousand people at the stadium and it felt like fourteen thousand. and now we're getting way more than that but the the team is very happy and very proud of like calling every single game a sellout. But sure. And I know that we famously have a late arriving crowd and maybe I'm just not used to like exactly how late arriving the crowd is these days. But dude, one of my the, friends the stadium did not feel like everybody was there until like the 25th minute. Oh, that that's and even then yeah, it still generous. didn't feel like everybody dude, was there. People there are plenty of open so seats. funny in this state. I don't know what it is, but like, so, uh, whatever home game against Nashville, um, my friend Mark was in town. I was like really just trying to get a bunch of my friends to go to the game. I was going to the game. I wanted it to just like be a party. So I was, I was getting ticket. I was like anyone that had extra tickets that needed a home for him. I was grabbing them and sending it to my friends that were going. I got some other ones and, uh, <laughs> a couple of my friends, my friend Angie and, uh, she brought her friend. Um, I, I sent them tickets, dude. Do you want know time they showed up? Well, what time did the game start? Oh, well, I, I, okay. Do you know when in the game they showed up? 70. Literally right before we scored our second goal, which was a few minutes into the second half. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? I was like, go home. Huh. Like, people are just, people just do that. Like, I, I don't know if like, that's a very extreme case, but people are just like, the game starts at seven. I'll show, I'll like park around seven and i'll be in there by 702 yeah. and like i i know that like i said i i know that like utah's a late arriving crowd place and like i get it i've accepted that i know the team tried very hard or has tried very hard in the past to like do things to encourage people to be there early like lie about kick times and stuff like well, that. that that's all of mls they should do that more <laughs> i honestly think they should do that more they yeah, should lean it. in even harder they should do it an hour before yeah, oh, no. But they've they've done stuff like that to try to encourage people to get there. And there was a period there where like we were on time, felt like for the most part. P- 
people were on time. But even still, like I said, even at like the even at halftime, even yeah. in the fiftieth minute, it just didn't seem like there was twenty one thousand people in that stadium. Yeah, hundred well, percent. I yeah. don't know. Do you guys want to hear something kind of funny? It's a, that's, it's a little dubious yes. that all of a sudden a team is just suddenly for no reason selling out three games in a row. Sometimes I think about like differences between like. MLS and NBA in particular, just because those are the two leagues I pay attention to the most, uh, domestic leagues, I guess. Um, I did, unfortunately. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched Liverpool Man City earlier, but it was crazy. No, I'm um, still depressed nope. because of Arsenal. Honestly, fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was rough yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah it was. So, uh, just like the reporting in NBA makes me laugh really hard versus like MLS. Like, <laughs> Adrian Wojnarowski for ESPN, he tweeted 30 minutes ago. Of course, this, uh, NBA teams are playing their last game of the season tonight. He tweeted, Frank Vogel, this is the coach of the Lakers, has coached his final game for the Lakers, a decision that's expected to be shared with him as soon as Monday. <laughs> Can you believe that? That is one of the most insane sentences. Like a reporter for ESPN is tweeting out that someone's getting fired and that it's going to be shared with him by Monday. Like he'll, he'll find out in tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, he's, buddy, that's your, this is you sharing. <laughs> I love that. Like, Oh, jeez. Well, oh, he's, he's not sharing that with Frank Vogel. No, but I mean, inadvertently, <laughs> like he's, he's, he's sharing it with us. Who is not Frank Vogel, right? That Frank Vogel is going to find out tomorrow that he's fired. I love that. All right. So oh, there, there's a quote. I just put it in Slack. So did, wait, did they 1051? I'm going to enjoy tonight's game. When, when did he? So Frank Vogel on reports of him being fired. I haven't been told SHI. S word. S word. I'm going to enjoy tonight's game. We'll deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. Wild. There's video of it too. And he's just like kind of laughing. But like, man, that's crazy. To Well, of that, course he hasn't. It was already reported that it'll be, to, he'll be, it'll be shared with him tomorrow. It'll be. Sh- I know. Why, why is he expecting? Yeah. Part of the report was that it's going to come tomorrow. I don't Wasn't know. Wasn't that a reporter like, paying any attention at all? Like, Yeah, exactly. That is so wild and also are you asking uh, questions about future news what was tweeted that while the lakers were like it was in the fourth quarter so yeah um wild wild stuff but i like just thinking about that versus like i don't know certain certain developments around like certain recent events actually insane though like not insane that's the wrong word but like it's crazy how woge is like worked himself into a position where he can just like manufacture news right like in he's, a way like he is like these guys have such inside sources that they can just do this yeah, yeah. yeah. but they I don't know somebody I don't know enough about it to go on too into it but somebody was talking about how like since Woj got his job at, at ESPN from Yahoo yeah yeah that he just like now all of his inside info is like he's being used in a lot of ways by a lot of teams Absolutely. and players and executives. Him and Shams so, uh, in particular. Also both like of them. ESPN is just using them and their reputation mm-hmm. to just like make moves happen or stuff like that. Oh, I, don't I see. Know. Yeah. Like he could he, like if he reports speculation as being essentially. Yeah. yeah I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have like, he, like and, he and, he and uh, Shams have like insane pull. There's just like nothing else like it in the entire world almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those two guys. <laughs> it's really insane. 
but. it's uh in the no culture but like expressed in a like really distilled way yeah a really it's, strange way yeah. it's really interesting yeah i'm glad we don't have that at mls it's just funny that like that's what's out there and <laughs> that's what it could be like oh, no we have yeah. we have itk guys in mls that's they're right. the best they're they're all better. wrong all the time so it's really <laughs> funny yeah it really is very interesting all right should we talk uh sunday's game so we we play a week from today rather well today when we're a recording. week from time of recording yeah it's a sunday game it's at like 11 a.m or 12 p.m or something what yeah and i'll be in arizona which uh unfortunately does not respect the glory of daylight savings time the glory oh yeah, yeah daylight savings time is glorious trevor yeah they do no daylight savings time meaning that they're always in the they're always in, in the, the dark time yeah yeah so they're in current they're okay. California time currently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I gotta keep like that in mind. Six AM in Arizona. Not really Wait, six AM. Right now? No. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh so we play New York City FC um on the road. I don't know if there's much to do to preview this one, uh, because we are recording it, recording this the day after the game. Uh so uh, New York City FC is supposed to be pretty good, but they've been pretty bad. Yeah, so let's look at their recent form. Uh, they've only played five games, same as Seattle Sounders. How have we played seven and like almost everyone else has played six? When did we play that extra one? We played that extra one um, during the international week, break last week. Yeah. There, were only four, there were only two uh, games last week, and we were in one of them. That's okay. So they've lost their last two games. They're just one win on the season, but they're also one game away from... Now, it, it would be a stretch, like a big mm-hmm. stretch for them to make Champions League final. Uh, they're yeah. down 3-1, I believe, on they aggregate. They're down 3-1 to, to Seattle, and the next leg is in New York City. Yeah. So okay. you don't get the benefit of away goals there. Sure. Um, although, if, if they finish out 2-0, then uh, I guess they go through. And that's not an unreasonable scoreline. Uh, and we'll certainly see some knock-on effects from that game. If it ends up, you know, going to a three-one, then we'd see extra time, and that that spells like certain things for the RSL game that. on Sunday. What the hell is it? So okay, sorry, I'm looking <laughs> at their schedule on FOTMob. Yeah, they have lost four their last four, but two of them were Champions League games, so yeah. that's whatever. But they are so. They do have a midweek game. It's a midweek Champions League game against Sounders uh, at home as well. Yeah. So they will be playing. Oh, no, I guess they played last Wednesday. Then they played this coming Wednesday. And then they play Sunday. So it's not as congested as you would like. But they have one, two, three, four, five. Their next six games are all home games. I'm going to guess there's some baseball reason for that. I'm sure there's a baseball reason for that. Oops. That's so stupid. Yeah, I have That's to insane. say. Anyway, yeah, they're at home. They're going to start a very lengthy home stretch. Yeah. Which is incredible. Good for them. Happy for them. Can you tweet out 4K video on Twitter? Because I don't think you can. I don't know. They can't either. Why wouldn't you? Be KSL, well, because Twitter's oh, compression because of, is a uh, nightmare. They can let you yeah. They let you tweet out 4K photos. Um. But they tweeted out a video that Andy Munoz took of the Miram goal, and it said, just Miram's goal, but make it 4K. And then they tweeted it. But that is not 4K, and I can't figure out any way to make it 4K. So. Yeah, there, there's not on Twitter. It's just theoretically impossible. Yeah, and tweeting it's not videos. YouTube. It's is not a video platform. 
I know it's bad Twitter. And why does, has Twitter not fixed the thing where your like profile pictures still like look bad? Like we really can't figure out a way to make those uh, not pixelated. Yeah. They're too busy trying to fit NFTs in there. So they're trying to, never mind. Yeah. Um, so well, as of now, Elon Musk is no longer going to be on the board. Did that change Wait, in the really? last like yeah. three days? Uh, Did that with really just happened? tonight. Yeah. Uh, Parag <laughs> tweeted out an hour ago that he's not joining the board. It's almost like that whole thing was a pump and dump scheme because he bought like what? $12 million of stock Wait, that day. I don't think Let Elon us? Musk would ever do that. No, yeah. famously, he's very honest when it comes to the stock market. Well, and he's he's almost said as much that he's done pumping up with uh, crypto. So, oh, yeah. like, obviously. Yeah. Like he, did, he did that three or four times. He was like, oh, yeah, let's I'm going to buy six billion dollars of crypto. And then like three days later, when the price jumps up 15 percent, he's like, oh, I'm actually going to sell it. Sorry, suckers. Yeah. And then he just creates anyway. Sorry, let's not get into Elon Musk. He made a joke today about uh, on Twitter about him wanting to take the W out of Twitter. And I thought that was funny. Nice. Anyway, so instead instead of an edit button or something like that. Oh, look at that. Twitter stock um, five days ago. When was it that he announced he bought in a bunch of it? About five days ago, it reached $53.84. And currently, it is at $46.23. Oh. That's mm. very strange. It went up. Oh, jeez, oh, Louise. Let's learn how to use a mouse. It went up 4 or $5 from between the 4th and the 5th. <laughs> and then it dropped down a lot. You know, That's in, strange. in some funny ways, this is taking me back to the very first episodes of the second, the, this edition, or, or not edition, but a iteration of Off the Crossbar. The post-Jason years just feels uh, very reminiscent of those early days when things yeah. were uh, still almost good. That's not right. not with RSL. Things were bad with RSL. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're winless in three, two draws uh, consecutively, and a loss before that. Uh, so suddenly, our uh, but only one loss in the year, right? Yeah, that's I true. Mean, we, yeah, have three, we have three awful. three draws. We have three draws. Two wins and a loss, right? Uh, three wins. Three wins. Yeah. Wait, three wins, three losses? Three wins, three draws, and a loss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we are... We're third, third. in the West, right? We but dropped, we played one more game below than most LA. Yeah. Yeah. So we will see what the future holds for this team. Fourth in the supporter shoot. I will, uh, did um, Alex mention that they took it easy in practice one of the days this last week? He did. That's good. The day maybe, when everybody was able to be there, maybe, uh, huh. maybe that helps. <laughs> maybe that'll help ease the. I mean, sh- surely none of that was related to injuries, but you know, no. maybe well, it couldn't have been. Maybe just mentally that helps us. Uh, well, it it hasn't borne out, so I don't know. There's got to be a middle ground. There There's got to be. be a middle ground. Can I just make him play FIFA instead of practicing, and then you get mentally sharp? That's right. That's what um, I do. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, anyway, the fate of RSL to be determined next Sunday. Uh, the fate of this podcast, uh, I believe, is bedtime. <laughs> TB, so. TBD. Yeah. Also that. TBD to bedtime. I, guys, I mentioned The Shining earlier, and now I just really, 
want to watch. watch The Shining? You know, I, we should uh, rent out a small space, get a projector, and uh, we should just rent out a movie theater. Can we do that? Not even, yeah, it's not even that expensive. Oh, then let's do it. And uh, we'll do a charity thing for it. I just kind of want to watch a Stanley Kubrick movie right now. Trevor, I'm afraid your kid is not invited. That's too bad. But if we watch something else. Like, like uh, Full Metal Jacket, another classic yeah, Kubrick go. movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Eyes, sure wide, Eyes Wide Shut, maybe. Yeah. We could un- uncover the truth about the RSL Cabal if we watch that one. So. <laughs> I'm still stuck on this. So you were talking about the yonder case and I just did some Googling and like, I see what you're talking about. This is, it's still an insane idea to me. Like I would not at all be comfortable with that. Did they like make you sign something or like advise you that that would be happening? I think they, yeah, I think it was on the tickets because my, my friend who I, who, uh, whose birthday it was, he told me before. So something, he had gotten some type of notice about it. Oh, that's good at least. I I didn't because I didn't get the tickets, but he told me. So. Okay. This is something that like, this is a safety concern. My, uh, friends with kids who also went separately, um, lied about having a phone so that they no. could not no this. they like well <laughs> they they like well, oh yeah sure and they were in there and then like they were with another couple who also have a kid and they were like i'm a mom like this is way scary and then my friend that also has a kid she was like oh yeah that's a that's, that's a great point after she had put her phone in the the magnet case but yeah it was uh you know i'm kidless so i uh, you know it wasn't like what was the worst well, that's thing what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's not even like kidless it's like I'm just thinking, like, if something happens, like I mentioned, like if something fire, happens, but, like, I feel like I could have maybe broken it open, maybe. Like it yeah, was, like, like uh, that. <laughs> I, I don't like that at all. I, 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 it I looks love like, this. It looks like it's pretty easy to unlock, though. I mean, I, it looks like it's just a magnet. You put it on a magnet, and the magnet so. unlocks. So it's just like maybe. one of those anti theft things. It kind of. I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty secure. I. I didn't. No, but I mean, you know, like the, the clips that they put on uh, yeah, like yeah, clothes yeah. that saying. include like the packet of ink or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those are all just like you just put a magnet to it and it releases. Sure. Yeah. And it looks like that's pretty much what this is. And if that's the case, I've got plenty Why of magnets. called Yonder? What a dumb name. It's so bad. Yeah. Yonder. <laughs> looks like it was named by a Utah mother. Maybe it's named Yo- Yonder. And everyone's been for Yonder. Yo, in tribute to the social networking service yo it has to be that yo yeah. and then ndr is just like initials of something yeah non-disclosure agreement re-agreement re-agreement and uh on on that note uh is, is it time to say good night i think so yeah, i'm gonna figure out what movie yeah. i'm gonna watch oh yeah you'll have to let us know next episode oh. or on twitter I remembered what it was. Letterboxd? What you and Charlie did? Oh, yeah. Okay, so it turns out it wasn't with Charlie, but it was something that I did. Okay. I watched (laughs) a movie. It was called The Alpinist. Oh, that's a great movie. It's so good, right? It's so horrifying. Like, the the movies that scare me are those kind of movies. That's what scares me. Oh, yeah. No, it was so, like, I have a problem with heights. Yeah. Just generally. It's not really, like, heights. It's, like, edges of, of things. Sure. Like, so, you know, like the videos that used to go viral, a whole lot of guys like doing like flips, like on the edge of a building yeah, or whatever, or like guys like base jumping off of buildings or whatever. like, anyway, that stuff like makes me like tense up like a lot. Yeah. Because you're That's, human. Right. But it, 
that's what I was doing the whole movie. Like there was like 15 times throughout the movie that I realized that like I was holding my breath and I need to breathe normal and my body was all tensed up, but it was, it's a very good movie, very well done. And it addresses one of the things that like is a deeply held like belief of mine that I've never like actioned where like, you know, like the movie, like uh, into the wild, the story of Christopher McCandless, that whole idea of just like going out and like, being with nature and like being part of nature and just like going out and like answering the call of the wild, basically like that's something that appeals to me a lot. It's it, those kinds of stories are really, really interesting. Sure. And that's basically what this was, except it's about a guy mountain climbing and just like how he was born to climb mountains. And he was the greatest mountain climber of all time. And Mark Andre Leclerc. Yeah. yeah. He's like and a whole bunch of like really like crazy mountain climbing Alex stuff, Honnold, but, like, but even crazier. Yeah. He, he like reaches like the Zen like state while he's like climbing. And yeah, it's nuts. And wow. he's just like incredibly comfortable doing incredibly dangerous yeah. things. And anyway, it's, it's incredible. It's a very, very good movie. It's, it is very Recommend good. Documentary. It. It's on Netflix. Yep. All right. Documentary, not movie. You're right. Anyway. I mean, it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a documentary oh. TV series, a documentary movie. That's right. Documentary uh, Vine clip. <laughs> I'd argue a lot of TikToks are a documentary in nature. That's true. I actually have a friend from college who does uh, like fact, little like one minute facts. That's like that TikTok. map guy on TikTok. Yeah, it is a lot like that map guy. I love it. All right. Well, good night. Bye, everyone. All right. Good night.